This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is the dumbest song ever? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. What is the song that you believe is the dumbest song of all time? Why are we asking this question? Because I found this article in hometownsource.com uh, written by Tom West who uh, he has asked readers of his column to nominate the dumbest song of all time. He got 100 nominations, and then he ranked them based on the nominations. He said that he was not familiar with all the nominees, but he has spent two weeks of his misspent senior years listening to all but one nomination. Okay. Uh, And there was only one he was just not able to find, and he ranked them... The, he calls them the bottom 40, the dumbest songs of all time. Now, some of these songs you're going to recognize. Many of them I did not recognize. Okay. But 651-641-1071, what do you think is the dumbest song of all time? Uh, Bradley, does one come to mind for you? Um. So do you want me to pick something off of this list? No. What's your what does your heart say? Well, I sent it to Holly, but I wanted to give her time to oh. pull it up if she can. And yeah. if you can't, that's totally fine because I know she's on the phone right now. Um, because the first thought that I had when it came to the dumbest song ever is like, what constitutes dumb? And I'm not trying to nitpick. It's just like I need to understand my reference. Sure. Because dumb is like dumb, but I love it. Or dumb, That's like, a good question. You know, dumb, like, that's dumb. I would say it's in the eye of the ear of the beholder. Yeah. So, Holly, do you have Bradley's nomination handy? Uh, I don't know Bradley's okay. nomination. I sent, it to you, I, I sent it to you last minute on Twitter, thinking that would be the quickest way to communicate with you. Well, then one moment, please. And there's okay. a, a link. And it's, mm-hmm. it's one that I think personifies dumb quite mm-hmm. well, because dumb to me indicates... A lack of brain cells required to enjoy listening to this song. Sure. I will tell you. uh, Okay. Well, Holly, do we have it ready? Okay. Here we go. Hey, sometimes the dumbest songs are popular songs. In fact, actually, many of the songs on the list are songs that were very, very popular. Like, for example, number two of the dumbest songs (laughs) is Louie Louie by the Kingsman. Um, Excuse me. It's Louie Louie. Louie. Oh, baby. We got to go. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I. Uh, that is a that is a dumb song, right? For sure. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What, in your opinion, is the dumbest song 
ever. Let's go to the phones. We've got Sandy on the line. Hi, Sandy. Sandy, what do you believe is the dumbest song ever? Okay, I've got to say Eddie Murphy's Party All the Time. Oh, oh. really? I what? just could never stand that song. <laughs> I don't know. It that just d- doesn't turn your crank. I love it. Party all the time. Thank exactly. you. Thank you for your call, Sandy. I will say that is not on the official list. So thank you for that suggestion. That is new. Um, well into my 30s when I learned that that was Eddie Murphy singing that song. So, um, I mean, I it is shocking. I enjoy that song. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at this list and there are a lot of like fun, really just they are dumb songs. Yeah. Like, but but you might like dumb. them. They yeah, might oh, be earworms yeah. for sure. Yeah. Let's go to Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Lisa, what do you think is the dumbest song ever? Hi, Lisa. What does the fox say? Ah, That's another one. Now, that did make the list. And thank you for your call, uh, Lisa. Uh, What does the fox say did make the list of the dumbest songs ever? (laughs) Oh, my God. They even have Take Me to the River by Big Mouth Billy Bass. Oh, throwing it back. I know. Let's go to Lily. Hello, Lily. Lily, what do you believe is the dumbest song of all time? Hi, Lily. Hi. Uh, Baby Shark for sure. Oh, Oh. yes. Is that not on the list, Colleen? No, it's actually not on the list, which shocks me. You know what, though? That was the worst trend of 2018. I agree with you, and it just, like, Although I'd go back to 2018 in a heartbeat. No kidding. (laughs) Lily, thank you for your call. Thanks, Lily. Uh, Yes, Baby Shark. (laughs) Just never ends. It's also a great story on the history of that song and who controls that song and how that all went down, and it's, it's a shocking tale. Can you I can't give remember us the name a, a of the quick... podcast that did. Was it Dakota Ring, Holly? I feel like you I might have listened. Sure, but there are dueling Baby Shark songs. Yes. Well, and guess what? Did one eat Baby the other? Shark, I'm not going to spoil it, but goes all the way back to something that is equally, actually more a part of our popular culture. Mm. It has its roots in something that goes all the way back to the 70s. But you have to pause. listen Richard to Nixon? the podcast that, that Bradley I can't, can't remember. remember I'm not a shark. Learn. No, it has to do with Jaws. Oh, oh. interesting. Yeah, so just it's a uh, Google it. Just, just do Google baby it. Baby Shark podcast. You're fine. Google it. Uh, I'll give you a couple more highlights from the list of the bottom yes. forty, the the dumbest songs of all time. Uh, I'll just say some of the ones I know. Number five was Disco Duck by Rick Dees. <laughs> Nice. That was good, Holly. Um, Bicycle Race by Queen, which I agree is a dumb song, but also I kind of love it. I have a soft spot for it. Surfing Bird by the Trashmen. Oh, local heroes. They're Coming to Take Me Away, Side A by Napoleon 14. But also, there was, I think, somebody also nominated the B side of that. Yeah, here it is, because it's They're Coming to Take Me Away in reverse. Okay. I mean, basically anything that would have been featured on Dr. Demento yeah. makes this list. Oh, yeah, um, I loved Dr. Jesse Demento. Jesse on Twitter <laughs> said peanut butter jelly time is pretty bad, too. Uh, it's it's pretty peanut bad. butter jelly time, peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter jelly. Also, want to not leave this segment without playing a listener request. I believe they sent it via email. Oh. But you remember it. You remember it. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's hard to call that song dumb when they're talking about kids, but still.
Oh, what are you gonna do? Like I said, pretty... it doesn't. You don't have to hate it. It just yeah. is. It can just be dumb. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, speaking of dumb, Chloe uh, Kardashian is clapping back again. Oh, look at that! What is she clapping at? We'll find out when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk One Zero Seven One. Uh, we did get this tweet, and I completely had forgotten about this. Uh, Britt said, of course I have a work call for the next segment, but she was, this was before the last segment. She said, but the dumbest song ever is Jam by Kim K. And I had forgotten that Kim Kardashian had done her own song, but I'm sure Wipes it's dumb. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. But the Kardashian that we're highlighting in this segment is not Kim, but rather Chloe. Because she's busy clapping back again and not well, at her sister's song. Actually, she's clapping back at someone who came for her on social, which, oh, that doesn't sound like we've heard that before. Real talk. Khloe Kardashian slams claim that she has no self-worth following her split from Tristan Thompson. Like, this is a this is a signature Khloe move, right? Because... Um, well, she's like the queen of clapbacks. But what I love about it is it's always a misdirection. It's always a move that Chloe does. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's just self-esteem, which, you know, it's easy to just be like, she is just so insecure because she's always responding to trolls. I think if you go a layer deeper, it's really more about like, then I don't have to talk about the story. Right. I can just be like, people are making fun of me or people are being mean. Instead of actually addressing the issue that the person came to you for, it allows her to be victimy. So she likes to be victimy. Uh, defending herself, Chloe Kardashian slammed negative comments. I just love how it's always like she showed up and it's like I'm gonna slam these negative comments. Yeah, and ooh, slam it, go girl. So basically, here's what happened. A media, a media user. Thank you, Us Weekly. A troll. A person who uses media. <laughs> said that uh, that Khloe Kardashian had, quote, no self-worth. And that's following these rumors that she and Tristan Thompson are back together again. And she, and she goes, she responds to this person. So the person is responding to the story. Right, okay. the story that we've talked about. By on the, the way, show. which is what we do all day, every day, is respond to stories. Right, right. So this is and, like a thing. And let's get to that in a moment. But this person showed up and was like, "Oh, there's a story about you getting back together with Tristan Thompson, girl. Do you love yourself?" I mean, it seems an obvious reaction. I would right. in in the pantheon of trolliness. I, the person had an opinion. Mm-hmm. That Chloe didn't like, because to me, a real troll would be like, you're ugly. Yeah. Like some, you know, usually a troll will come at you with something completely unrelated to whatever you're in the news for. It's right. like, you're only in the news because you're ugly. Yeah, okay, so ugly. Well, I don't know what to do with that. So just take your troll self elsewhere, which is why you just don't respond to trolls. Anyway, the moral of the story is then Chloe did the thing, which then allows the Us Weekly to cover the thing about the thing. And she's. Showed that troll. She clapped back. Here's how she clapped back. Quote, you're telling me you made an assessment about my life. Wait, hold on. It keeps moving because of these dumb ads. Mm. You're telling me you made an assessment about my life because of a random blog. <laughs> I think that says more about you than it does about me. Ooh, sick burn. Sick burn. Okay. 
Can we just talk about what's problematic with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do you have a reaction that's problematic? I mean... There's not a right answer. I'm just asking. My, like, my assessment is once... Like, people will react to the news as it is given yeah. to them. Yes. And I think part of it is in our uh, inability to separate a person's reaction from a criticism, like a, an open criticism of a human being, yeah. right? So. I don't I actually tend to kind of agree with the assessment of whoever she's clapping at. Yeah. She does have sort of an image as having not very much oh, self worth. Okay. We've said that even before thousands you of even times. before you get to that, what does she say? She says, You're telling me you made an assessment about my life because of a random blog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you and your ding dang family <laughs> Have been asking us to have opinions about you for decades. Right. So the real problem is she just doesn't like the opinion, but Which you don't get to control you, that, honey. That's, that's why I think what you're not doing is clapping back. What you are doing is gaslighting because now you're trying to make that person feel bad for having an opinion about something that you have brought to the table. Now, that's a, that's one argument. That's what I would just say in general to anybody who has an opinion about a Kardashian. Mm-hmm. You know, don't ever feel bad for having an opinion. Like if you were a jerk and said, "Chloe, you're ugly. Chloe, your dad is not really your dad." Chloe, like whatever like mean thing you came for her for, mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Well, that's stupid. That's just rude." Right? Right. But this person is having an opinion about a story that's in headlines. Why? This is the second part of the issue. You have not talked publicly about what's going on with your very public relationship. And so that leaves people to speculate. There's one very easy way to keep people from having opinions about something they know nothing about. Give them something to have an opinion about something they know about because you could tell them. Right. Like you are now complaining about something that you have complete control over. You decide on a daily basis how much of your life you're going to share with us. That's the bargain. That's right. the deal that you signed up for. Right. We're entitled to have those opinions and we're not going to feel like insecure. Like in life, are you having lots of opinions about stuff that's not your business? Sure. And we can talk about that. That's not what this is. Right. This is you. You like you go troll. Well, she's made it everybody's business. That's what they do. That's what the Kardashians do. And it's different from other celebrities, right? Like, so it's to me, to me, there's a marked difference between uh, the Kardashians and I don't know. Give me like a celebrity who's moderately private, like Tom Hanks. Sure. Like Tom Hanks isn't inviting. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Cameras into his home, isn't trying to control a narrative for us, isn't playing with the space-time continuum in the same way that the Kardashians are. You know, and, and we have opinions about him, but he doesn't even know that we have opinions about him. Nor does you he know care. why he doesn't care? Nor he's does he busy. care because he's not. He's doing his job. He's not making a job for himself that involves sharing bits and pieces of his family. It's not the traditional celebrity formula. And so anytime a Kardashian claps back, I want to clap metaphorically them back. Mm-hmm. I just want to go Pah! because. This, no, you don't. That doesn't work for you guys. You're not actual Hollywood celebrities in the traditional sense. Because you don't your get, bread and butter is you don't, inviting us into that. You don't get the respect that, say, Jennifer Aniston deserves because of the way she moves through celebrity. Right. I know. And you, they would disagree with that. That's fine. Like, I'm no different. That's fine, but you are different. And also, we're... And also, just tell us what's going on between you and Tristan. And we're part of this relationship, too, right? Because you depend on us to make all your money, so... If we weren't talking about you, girl, mm-hmm. where's my check? When we come where's back my Palamo? on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to tell you about some celebrities behaving badly. We call them Demon. after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We tell you about them every day on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly, and that name is D-Bigs. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Okay, so really, I don't, I don't want to. She's not. She's my d bag. But here's the deal: it's a with a asterisk. This is okay. I like to take asterisks. No, it's fine. I don't think you do. You should be careful if you take those. <laughs> anyway, um, she That's might true, never take a gamble. Not be a d bag per se, but in this story. It's weird, and I just need her to write a check. So here's the deal. We talked a little bit about this during the Dirt Alert. Lady Gaga's dog walker, Ryan Fisher, feels abandoned, says Page Six, begging for donations. Now, this story is long and detailed, and we don't have to go into the entire thing, but essentially the dog walker who was, you know, shot Mm -hmm. walking dogs and severely traumatized it goes without saying which is generally not a dangerous activity no dog walking no but two people uh came out of nowhere grabbed the dogs and shot him or did that in reverse order yeah so he was traumatized mm-hmm. it was a big deal lady gaga at the time you know said that she would give five hundred thousand dollars to get her dogs back a five hundred thousand dollar reward that is and then somebody tried to claim the reward, and it turned out, I think, if I remember correctly, they were connected to the people who actually uh, took the dogs. Anyway, so the the uh, longtime friend of Lady Gaga and Dog Walker has been struggling, right? And he's now set up a GoFundMe, 
And I don't want to go into the details of the GoFundMe because I don't even want to like get into that whole side of the thing. It's just like he basically needs forty thousand dollars. Let's just say, for the sake of discussion, he needs forty thousand dollars to get back on his feet. I found this weird when I came to the story. Okay, the dog walker needs forty thousand dollars. I mean, begs the question: Where's his longtime friend? Yeah, no kidding, right? Well, you know, apparently she offered to pay for his like medical expenses and stuff like that, but he felt the need to go on to GoFundMe and ask for $40,000 to help him buy a van mm-hmm. that he is then going to drive across the United States on a, quote, process for growing from trauma. Okay. And I don't want to get into, like, whether that's the right or wrong thing, because I don't know, honestly, because, like, I, it sounds... I've. You need a what? Okay, Whatever this is, it's his path to it's his, healing. It's his thing. We all have our journey. The reason I'm like focused on Lady Gaga is, okay, so your name is in headlines. Right. You're kind of responsible for this dude in a way. Mm-hmm. Whatever you think personally you should be responsible for. I mean, publicly, you, you're a celebrity. You're connected to this figure. He was traumatized protecting your dogs. You've been referred to as his longtime friend. I feel so like, then you can assume that there's some caring there. And maybe she will. Maybe she already has. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But as of, you know, me seeing the story yesterday, I was like, Gaga, just write him a check. Why wouldn't right? you just do that? And I, for the life of me, can't understand why she wouldn't or why it even got to this point. Because if I were Lady Gaga, this happened to me mm-hmm. and somebody, because maybe she didn't know, right? Maybe it was like, right. I don't want to ask for anything from her. She's done enough. But if I heard about this story and I was Lady Gaga, I would be like, uh, can, can we just get we him what he needs? Can we figure this out? This- yeah. Because you're right. I mean, he's the fact that there's, there's just not a like clean way out of this without like to clear her name. She almost does have to do something because he doesn't reference her from what I've seen. He's not saying like. Hey, Lady Gaga won't pay for my therapies or my bill. It's he's not even bringing her into it. Um, but it but she's inextricably linked to this story, whether she wants to be or whether he wants her to be. Lady Gaga will always be a part of this story. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And so when he if he if he thinks, you know, he's doing the thing he needs to do to raise the money he needs to raise in order to heal in the way that he has planned to heal. Regardless of whether he thinks he's doing his own thing, she's yeah. linked to the story publicly. Yeah. And and it's naive to think she wouldn't be or that we would be able to keep her out of it. Um, the public will always connect Lady Gaga to the story about her dog walker getting shot. And what I'm not going to do is just assume that like she's being a D-bag because she's not doing anything. Because I, I'm just going to assume that maybe she didn't know. Maybe he didn't want her to do the mm-hmm. thing. Maybe this just was a miscommunication or something like that. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt until I see otherwise. But, but after a full day and I went back and checked, nothing has changed. Um, honey, like your people aren't doing you any favors right now. Somebody should have long ago written a check for this. He just wants a van to drive across the country. He wants to live and in it a van sounds down a little, by the river. I mean, again, somebody who's been traumatized this way, I don't know that I would quibble with, with, you know, what they need. If you have the means mm-hmm. to, you know, it's not that she owes, like, it's not that she has to or she's obligated or they're connected for life. I mean, she can make those choices for herself, but I just don't know why you would let a story like that sit out there making you look like, uh, you know, 
like you're not grateful. like you're not caring. Yeah. The other piece of it too is you know she had earmarked a half a million dollars to the people who safely returned her dogs. Why not give him the half a million dollars? Right. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you got your dogs back. As you as we all recall, when she got the dogs back, it was by people who were connected to the people who took the dogs in the first place. Also, don't I mean. No, I don't want to be disingenuous, but don't you feel like at some point she is going to tell us how she was traumatized by this experience? Oh, yeah. Oof. Well, yes. Which It'll, rightly, yeah. she's allowed to do public figure. It's her story. But again, yeah, <laughs> a person who was actually shot. Right. And I'm sure for her that would carry a certain amount of guilt. Of course. And a certain amount of, I, I don't know. Well, you would think, and you would think, again, like, I mean, she clearly had earmarked some money to go toward this debacle. I would just say, like, transfer it over to the guy who got shot. I hope she's not being, like, that kind of rich person that's like, well, it's it's not that easy. I do wonder. I mean, I feel like, I feel like, I don't know. I, this has, this is not based on anything, but I can see, I can see a way where this, like, story emerged under the radar without her realizing it. Like he went ahead with this and now she's sort of implicated in this and you know, she's going to have to do or say something at some point and we'll just sort of be on bated breath. Yeah. Obviously until that happens. So I will say, you know, I didn't look recently, but as early as this morning, he was up to 20,000 of the $40,000 he's looking for. So it may be a moot point um, by the end of the day for all we know, because I think yesterday was only like 5,000. So that's pretty remarkable. To earn that kind of money so quickly. Yeah. Um, but it was a story that everybody was paying attention to. So. Yeah. Uh, would you like to know who my D-bag is? Who's your D-bag? It's like Yahoo Life who shared this headline from Women's Health. So it's all parties. Woo. And here's the headline. And it really is all in the headline. Okay. Juliana Huff, 33, does a flip into the ocean and flaunts her juicy booty. <laughs> So the first thing I'd like to say is I would just like to make a plea with the world that we stop using the words juicy booty because it tells a different story, I think, than what we mean. I don't understand what a juicy booty is. I just think it's a booty that is... But does that imply like big booty? I think it's like a full booty. Thick booty? Attractive booty? Or just... Yeah, but but juicy... The word juicy, <laughs> juicy gives booty. me a whole different... I am so old because to me, juicy booty sounds like you're sweating through something. Or like having some sort of accident. Mm, I mean, I just don't... On. I don't like the words juicy booty. So that that was the first thing. Secondly... She's just, she's not flaunting her booty. There's a video from behind of her. Uh, she's, by the way, this will shock you. She's uh, on, on the French Riviera in a oh. boat. Well, she's a little late. I know. Season girl. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yes, she's, she's touring uh, and she's on this. So she does a dive into the water off the side of her boat. And because the video is taken from behind, you see her butt. You see her butt. Wow. Because that's behind you. You're saying that they're unnecessarily playing up her juicy booty. And like that she's flaunt, flaunting it to me says she's done something to like. Or she's like, like wiggling she's twerking it at the or something. Yeah. That's definitely not happening. She's Don't wearing a, your juicy booty because it just seems like you're going to make a mess. Get a paper towel. <laughs> Put a towel down. She's just diving. And she does a beautiful dive. I mean, I, you know, I give it a 10. Wow. I, she's talented. 
She can jump Good off a boat. Her. She can jump off a boat. She can jump the off the side French of the boat. Riviera. Uh, with her juicy booty. Slow clap. I just Ricky don't understand. Bernard did give her heart uh, eye emojis. Well, good. Yeah. Who's that? I don't know. Some blue check on Instagram. She did say bottoms up. So technically, oh, okay. she's referencing her booty. But to your point, it doesn't she's say not, juicy. She's not juicy or flaunting it. The vampire moment said queen. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you said queen. I didn't know where you were going with that. And it's a fan account from the Vampire Diaries. Thank you. She uh, she does have a butt. That is correct. I will give you that. Yeah. She has been really um, quiet. I, I feel like she's finding herself right now. Mm-hmm. Really proud of her. <laughs> <laughs> Start with the juicy booty. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh, I want to talk about this. We talked a little bit about um, Lizzo talking about some of the comments she's gotten. Well, Facebook is making a move with these comments, and I definitely have some mixed feelings about it. I thought we could sort of work through our emotions. Let's do it. Having to do with Lizzo and Facebook after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Well, hello there. Do you remember the other day uh, we had a conversation or we talked about Lizzo and the uh, video that she put up on her social media where she was responding to the fact that she seems to get a lot of hatred and ire. Yeah. Directed her way. Typically, it is uh, typically racial and uh, having to do with her body size. Sure. And she was really vulnerable, made a video about it, broke down about it. Well, Facebook is wanting to take some action. And uh, they are doing that in the form of scrubbing those comments from her social media platforms and even having accounts removed of some of those trolls. Okay. And I just sort of, I I haven't settled myself on this. Okay. And I kind of think I can hold it all together. But I sort of am of two minds of this. Yeah. On the one hand, yeah, like all of that comes at the expense of of Lizzo. And so it's not okay for people to act that way. But there is something to like allowing somebody's comment to just hang out there in the world attached to their name so that people can see who those people are. Mm-hmm. And so when you take those away, it sort of like erases that it ever happened and allows it to push underground those types of opinions that are not okay yeah and so i'm sort of like in this halfway space about that and i don't know how i feel about it i guess yeah i i don't know that there's a right answer i uh, for my own sake i would think i'm curious who they're like whose comments they're deleting or what comments they're deleting and what accounts they're deleting because while I also agree, I think, you know, like if you're going to say something, um, you have to I, account for you have it, to account for it. The problem, the only other thing I can think of is that those are probably troll accounts. Mm-hmm. And so they're probably not connected to real people. So it's not like bar. I mean, this may not be the case, but like Barb France, I'm just making up a name. Sure. Barb Francis. She decides. Yeah, that she comments on my stuff all the time. All the time. <laughs> Barb Francis, it's not like, hi, I'm Barb Francis from Omaha, Nebraska, and I have a racist, uh, you know, body shaming opinion about Lizzo. Mm -hmm. And then people are like, 
because we've seen this where when people do connect their actual personas to hateful comments like that, very often, you know, the Internet regulates itself and other people following that story will then contact the business that employs Barb Francis. Right. And Barb Francis will be without a job. So those consequences are going to be pretty swift and pretty actionable so i don't know if they're deleting like just straight up troll accounts right. that that to me would seem legitimate like that's just, because that exists there are troll farms where they mm-hmm. just i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Create accounts that are not real people to spam and be hateful. Welcome, um, which welcome is Facebook's, to 2021. Which is, as far as I'm concerned, would be Facebook's or any social media's responsibility to remove those those accounts. And certainly, I think, regardless of whether it's a genuine account or not, Facebook has the obligation to remove their accounts or block them mm-hmm. if they violated whatever policies they have. Right. Yeah, it's, I guess, uh, yeah, I I feel like this is sort of like the conundrum we will exist in and continue to exist in as long as social media is a thing, because social media sort of is self-correcting in in that when somebody says something that is wrong, cruel, mean, socially unacceptable, racist, fat phobic, you know, fill in the blank, the rest of the internet will come for that person. But odds are pretty good that that person is feeding off of that as well, right? So this is sort of the conundrum we find ourselves in. And then what is the responsibility then of Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whoever oversees that social media platform to protect people from that kind of Yeah, and and like onesie twosie, sure. But it's hard when it's, you know, and I'm sure this is the unique position that people like Lizzo are in. When you're at that level, it's a degree to which you can't just manage by like having your social media people take down negative accounts or Mm -hmm. report like you can only report so many accounts like before Facebook is like you need to slow down because you're reporting like so many accounts like the system itself is just not set up to deal with this. And also, I've always thought that the best thing you could do, but it's never going to work because it's just not practical is that you do have to connect your mm-hmm. your persona in sorry I'm getting some feedback your online persona and your real life persona should be connected in a way that you have to like prove that's who you are right and your name has to be attached so that any comment you make you can be held accountable for the problem with that is that there are people that legitimately can't or probably don't want to be identified sure. who should be allowed a space online because you know they might be a target for whatever right. reason right in the country that they live so it's there's no easy answer right there just isn't yeah uh and so i mean i suppose this is the best that that we can do in this moment but it, whether it's lizzo or anybody else that kind of behavior is just so ridiculous and honestly yeah 
I mean, you see these people, you see real people, and you can kind of know when they're real people on Twitter who that is their M.O. That is the one and only reason that they have shown up on social media in the first place is to tear down other people. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, you know, make I just think that's got to be such a miserable, sad life. But I do think or I mean, yes, but then think about the people because, you know, these people, I, well, you don't know them personally, I don't think unless there is a troll among us. But I, you know, how many times have we seen a story where you've got this person who's a troll who's like, you know, you would never in a million years mm-hmm. guess that it's not like the proverbial person in their mom's basement. Right. Like there are those people, but then how many like successful attorney ends up being, you know, hot troll who's trying, not hot, but you know what I mean? Like hot mess troll who's trying to, <laughs> hey, like, it's a hot troll. Tell somebody's child that they should, you know, remove themselves from the planet. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're yeah. like, Oh my God. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I, I don't know that anybody has the answers for how we're supposed to proceed, but clearly something needs to happen right. because uh, it just doesn't seem a, a very sustainable. It's just not. It's just not acceptable at all. And honestly, like I guess I don't know if I'm Lizzo, I might be sitting there considering whether or not it's worth it to stay in the social media well, space. Yeah, and Lizzo is one of those people who is very open, and right. I think she's probably experiencing. I also think it's a certain amount of age, and I'm not trying to be ageist in any way because I myself once was a younger age. Mm-hmm. At a younger age, you definitely don't think things affect you as much until they do. Right. And I wonder if Lizzo has had the experience of now seeing like, wow, being this open on social media maybe doesn't feel as good as I expected it to. Right. I don't know if that's an experience for her, but I I know it's been an experience for myself and I'm sure a lot of other people have had a similar like, ooh, it's time for me to now create boundaries with this Well, and I do wonder too if there's like... If there's a sense of obligation, because in order to be a celebrity in 2021 to have to not have a social media presence, I don't know how that impacts their career. I mean, certainly there are there are people who don't have an online presence or the online presence they have is heavily managed by somebody else. But Lizzo has really made her identity. I mean, you think about Lizzo very similar to how you think about Chrissy Teigen. She's her online presence is her. Yeah. Interacting with her fans. Exactly. And so, you know, I do wonder if there if there's a choice to be made on her behalf where it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. maybe social media isn't the place to be. But there's got to be a sense of obligation because I I understand that. Like, I feel a sense of obligation to be on social media um, in in our career, which is nothing like Lizzo's career. Yeah. Right. But I feel like there is sort of that maybe that pressure. Anyway, trolls be trolling, and I just would like to expose the trolls. And when we come back, exposing the trolls. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, if you had to get rid of a soda, like literally kill it all the way dead, what soda would you kill? Kill soda, soda cereal killer. What is your least favorite pop flavor? 651 641 1071. We'll take your calls after this on My Talk 1071.